London. I guess it was Coventry Gardens area that we started at some uh, Covent Gardens uh, at some uh, Long Acres uh, pub, which is like a, a kind of traditional British pub that's all trying to be like um, smooth and urbane and sophisticated and doing kind of a mediocre job of it. But uh, but 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 we have another Canadian and 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 a Russian. I'm a little flustered because not often I, I get to talk to to someone from Russia. So the first question: Russia was it cold? Yeah, it's pretty cold because I used to live in the bar very far north of Russia, which was uh, somewhere in the middle of Siberia and up to the north. Yeah, it was, it was getting around about 45 degrees in winter, up to 45 degrees. Minus. Were you in Siberia because you were banished for some horrible crime? <laughs> speak, to me, speak to me frankly, it's okay. No one will hear this. No, no, actually my dad was just working there in the oil field, so there, we got a bit of oil there. So that's why we got there. Very, very, very little town, but very new. 25 years old. Audrey, for a Russian girl, your English is impeccable. Why? <laughs> well, probably because I've been to London quite a few times. So, that's what I got. Nothing more as a young girl. Did you study English? Uh, well, I started off very early, but I was very, going very relaxed for years and years, then I got to Moscow when I started going to British Council to study English. And then I was progressing more. What's your earliest childhood memory? <laughs> childhood memory is connected with that uh, far north town, which is, uh, I think I was around about two, two and a half. It was very close to my parents were putting all the fur coats on me and then we were to get me to you kindergarten. You did have a fur coat. <laughs> I was small. Uh, so they would put me, uh, put all these, all these clothes on me. It was so cold, so they, would, they would wrap me in a blank blanket and get me on the bus. I think it was the earliest. It was very sunny for some reason when went there. That's about it. Do you have... Do you have recollections when the uh, uh, Berlin Wall came down and she started to hit the fan for the Soviet Empire? Uh, I think I was too young to be uh, conscious about the, these actions. So I was around about 10, probably? Was it? Well, you've just made me feel incredibly old because I was at a Jerry Garcia concert in Squaw Valley. Dave, there's a very important... Uh, oh, go ahead, caller. Seems like a good time for a libation. So I have to choose from your mediocre other beer selection. Uh, Dos Equis, please. So I've come all the way to London to drink a mediocre Mexican beer. Just to show that I'm really cosmopolitan white trash. Not just regular white trash, but I'm capable of really slumming it in pretty much any country I go to. Hockey teams. What's your local hockey team in the small town where you grew up? I don't know. I wasn't that much into sports. I've never been too sporty. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> was it a very small town because you were on the oil fields and there was nothing? Yeah, it was pretty small. It was just we're... purely industrial. Like, there were people who were, uh, were coming there and just working there. So we're like 30,000 people in the town. Very small. But I've been there for only 10 years. So. so people would make their money there and then get the hell out? Yeah, exactly. So... Now, Moscow in modern days, I, I assume, with a city of 14 million people, is quite cosmopolitan and sophisticated. Is this corruption still run rampant? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it very cosmopolitan. It's still a bit more traditional than European towns. Most of the European towns, I would say. So, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> you have a question? Go ahead. Can you, can you tell us about your ties to the KGB? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> 
think that's about it now. Yeah. That's that's a top secret information. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. People, many of me, always keep on talking about KGB. Even the undergrads I they used to live upstairs, the first thing they will come up with is, "Are you from KGB?" Yeah, exactly. Don't tell anyone. I'm gonna kill you. So you're packing heat then, is what you're telling us. Ah, a little bit. Do you have ha- more than half a dozen ways to kill each of us? Uh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Me for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's you. You're definitely dead. When you- are we making it very difficult for you to keep your cover right now? <laughs> <laughs> When you go back to Russia, what's the thing that you saw? Like, the first thing, like whenever I go back to Vancouver, the first thing I want to do is go to the totem poles. I don't feel like I'm back in Vancouver until I've seen the totem poles. How about you? Is there something like that in Moscow? Uh, I had never thought of that, but I started thinking about it like a couple of months ago when it would be the first place to go. And I think it was just a very uh, small uh, distance where I'll just stroll from one underground station to another. 
It's very, not, nothing special, but it just feels like home. It's special to you, so it's special to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> now you've lived in London, where do you want to go next? Uh, first home. <laughs> no, I'm not coming to the <laughs> Well, people just stop inviting me to Vancouver all the time. You should go to Vancouver. Don't ever come to Vancouver. I'm telling you right now, don't ever come. I might come, but no, not next. Oh, now you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it works. Uh, not specific like this. <laughs> I just sometimes make people think that their psychological tricks work. Now, back in the day in Russia, Russia had a real affinity. The Russian aristocracy had an affinity towards French culture. And when, uh, you know, during the revolution, a lot of people took off to France. Is there still sort of an affinity toward, between French culture and Russian culture? I don't think so, because, you know, I, uh, when it was Soviet Union, uh, most of the so-called aristocracy, they were just uh, sent to jail because of their of, uh, of background. So most of the people from the from noble roots, they were basically killed. Do old, are there still some old people that sort of reminisce fondly about the Soviet days? Oh, there are quite a few actually. This is why the Communist Party still gets voted. And what the fuck's up with Putin anyway, man? That guy needs to. That guy needs to relax, eh? You know, don't you think? Uh, you know, uh, he's just uh, because uh, the previous president he was a bit, bit more liberal. He's uh, yes, uh, and he was he was pretty much <laughs> liberal, and Putin just trying to bring back to be a bit to like um, more restricted kind of policy. <laughs> It's funny calling Yeltsin a liberal because that's like calling Ronald Reagan a hippie, you know? It's just like, it's really a, a big stretch. Um, you know, uh, it's just because probably the uh, terms are just the, for Russia and for U.S. probably different. What would be liberal for us wouldn't be a lot totally liberal for you. Does corruption run rampant? And if I go to Russia to visit, should I just be prepared to pay people off the whole time I'm there? Yeah, it would be just cheaper to bribe people. That I'll get. It's not even cheaper, but it's just so you will get you will get out of things easily. What is it? What does it cost, for example, if you get pulled over um, for driving and say you've had a few vodkas or you've? Uh... Well, you just um, normally you get to a policeman car who for normally write a paper or write a fine. And then you just give him his driving, uh, your driving license with a note on it. That's how it works. So how does the, how does the negotiation process work, though? How does the back and forth go? Do you do you just know? Uh, uh, yeah, you normally know there are certain rates, and normally, if you, even if you don't know how much your crime is, you just kind of hinting, and he's kind of hinting, so you get there. Some some of them get going very straightforward, so they just. So they you don't very this. strongly. They just say, um, they don't just kind of say, well, here's your ticket for $200, but, you know, you give me a 50, we'll call it even. How's, how's that sound? Uh, you, normally you don't go like this. It depends, actually. It depends on the person you, you're negotiating with. So you might, you might run to the person who would be just, this, this is your fine, and this is what you have what I'm getting for this. So it wouldn't be like you, you don't give them enough money, and then all of a sudden... 
you can negotiate you get arrested about this. and no, no, and no, thrown no, no. into the gulag. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh no, gulag is not by the way. What's a gulag? Uh, it's just a kind of a jail. Soviet era political prison. With no hope of ever leaving. Yeah, you could leave at some point, but it's just if you haven't got shot from, from to start with. Then you probably get out of it after 10 years, probably, but you cannot write the address home. So you just get, uh, you would have, uh, a car will go, get you from your home at night without saying a word to anyone of your relatives so they don't know basically where you're going to. So you did disappear for 10 years. That's it. Good times. Good times. <laughs> There you got it. The lowdown, the lowdown on Russia. You might escape with your life. Take lots of rubles. You've been shooting along with Uncle Wee and his wild.